This is Ursula Hogan welcoming you to News Extra on Scarif Bay Community Radio, where we feature interviews which go into detail on some of the events in the news this week. The Raheen Hospital Christmas Fair takes place next Saturday. Christina McKenna told Jim Collins all about it. Now I'm in Raheen Hospital and delighted to be joined by Christina McKenna, clinical nurse manager here at the hospital, at the community hospital. Uh, it's great to be here and you're very welcome to Scarif Bay Community Radio. Thanks a million, Jim, and you're very welcome to Raheen Community Hospital. Lovely, it's a lovely spot, even waiting here to, to meet you. Um, people passing, you know, people who are in for the day, chatting, and uh, people are very, uh, very friendly. There's a very friendly atmosphere in here. Oh, that's in here. good. I'm delighted to hear that, Jim. We have, it's a very open door policy here now in Raheen. We have obviously our daycare clients coming in from various areas throughout the week, so uh, they love to they love to visit the residents who are here. Obviously, we've we've 20 long-term residents here in Raheen, and um, they love to come and visit them and say hello to them. And uh, then we've obviously all the families and visitors that are coming in. Yes. So it's lovely that you found that friendly now this oh, morning. Oh, it is indeed. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But listen, the, the reason I suppose we called in today is on uh, next weekend, you have the, your Christmas fair on, uh, on Saturday next weekend. Next weekend, we do. Uh, that's our annual Christmas fair and it's on 11 to 2 next Saturday. And basically that, it, that fair, I suppose, gathers funds for our residence activities and our daycare activities. And I suppose you say, what does that involve? But it involves lots of things. So like our day trips during the summer especially, we've we've done lots of day trips, we've went on boat trips, we've went to um, (coughs) different garden centres, we've went to visit the Portumna workhouses, we've went up to Kilrush, we've went to Lehinch, um, that's on our bus and what you call it I suppose then other things that happen here on a daily basis with our daycare clients and our residents we have different activity groups coming in doing various activities painting um, exercises we have different musicians lovely musicians coming from all over um, and they come in and play for our residents and our daycare staff um, during the week, yes, which is great. Yeah. yeah, and I suppose you mentioned it there. You have long-term residents here, but you also have people, and we we see the buses around the place, and we see them coming in and talking about it. Um, people who come in here for maybe one day, two days, three days a week, um, and it's 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 a very social activity. I would yeah. say that. So it's lovely. We have um, obviously a fairly big day centre here. It's it's. You know, it's really well operated and it's, you know, historically been here for quite a while. So residents come from all over East Clare, um, Whitegate, um, O'Callaghan's Mills, um, out as far as Clonlara and um, then as far as Tulla. So they're coming every day, different days, and we'd have large numbers coming in. They do different activities on the day that they're here. I know. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of these people are, maybe most of them would know each other well. And uh, it's it's a chance to chat as well as yeah. being involved in activities. It's a chance to meet up and to chat. And Absolutely, to, yeah, um, it's lovely. Maybe recall, yeah, you know, times so, gone by. 
we've had a very entertaining year now with prizes. We entered the Scarf Show and we won a few prizes in that. So there's things like that. And they don't always necessarily know each other in the community, but they come in and they get to know each other and there's lots of um, friendships built, I suppose, which is great because, you know, obviously you can be very isolated when you're living alone at home. Um, and it's great to come out of the house and one day a week even just, and they look forward to it, uh, to come in and even meet the staff, go meet someone they might know down in the residence, or um, our residents come over to meet them as well. So it's it's nice. It's it's nice for the people who are living alone, especially in the community, but as well, it's lovely um, that they get together and have a bit of fun. You know. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, the the uh, Christmas fair that's on next Saturday and Christmas is mm. nearly on top of us. It is. Uh, how can people in the community? Uh, our listeners help out and contribute to um, the success of that. So, in fairness, I suppose the people of, of, of East Clare especially have been absolutely fantastic to us over the years with different things. We recently had our little, um, the ladies in Scarf there did fun, fundraising for palliative, our two palliative beds here. Um, so, I suppose for this craft fair, we're looking for um, maybe some bakers out there. I know there's quite a lot of nice bakers out there. Um, and we're looking for fairly new clothes or, um, I suppose, gift boxes or a spot prize is, would be lovely. Anything like that would be perfect for our craft fair. Um, it's usually very well supported within the community. And, um, yeah, we're delighted that you're advertising it for us now. Oh, that's yeah. Well, it, that's, Thanks that's, a million, yeah. That's our job yeah. to do that. Mm. So it's on from uh, 11, 11 to 2. On the 18th, yeah. And it's on here in in the building. There's tea and coffee and it's nice to get together too. So um, people will come together on the day as well. So it's lovely. Families come in as well and yeah. Okay, so for people who want to help out, they can drop in stuff or they can drop in cakes and things. They can, of course. um, The day before maybe. The day before or that morning, obviously we're we're open 24-7. So it's any time you can drop them in, that'd be great. And be very much appreciated. So, okay. thank you. Yeah. Now, you you mentioned there some uh, a while ago in relation to um, day trips that you do in relation to bringing people in from, you know, other parishes around uh, around East Clare. Um, I gather you've got a new bus. We've got a new bus. We have uh, thanks to again the community and. Um, so all their fundraising money has come in there and we've got a new bus that was launched last Wednesday and um, it's great because look at um, it's a very busy bus while it's uh, it brings patients and residents here off to appointments and things as well that they have in different areas but as well people who can't go home without a wheelchair you know it helps with that too um, and then obviously the amount of day trips is a lot because we go out every day during the summer um, Monday to Friday and then um, so even our residents go out on the bus with the, with the daycare clients as well yeah so it's, yeah. we always do a day trip and it's lovely for our residents here especially they go off up um, you know they look at their old homes or you know reminiscence there it's lovely yeah, yeah. and you you collect people as well of course oh yeah and bring them in here for on their day visits absolutely yeah uh, there's a minimal charge for for the whole day centre I think it's 10 euros or something but uh, I suppose that includes your bus and your dinner and your uh, all the nice cakes after that and the, yes. and the coffees and the activities. So it's very good value and we welcome any anyone that wants to come into Rohina or uh, absolutely ring us, no problem. We'd love, love to. to see you. 
Yeah, Brilliant. and I wouldn't be remiss now to say that we have some fantastic staff here in Raheen and um, historically we've staff here nearly 40 years so it's amazing a testament to Raheen to keep staff that length and um, yeah, so look at, they're great and uh, yeah. Well it has a very solid place Christina in the community because you hear people talk about it and when something is for Raheem people, people will support are great. it. People yeah people and are brilliant yeah, they are really brilliant. good. And of course you know we either have family members here or we have neighbours here or we know someone who benefits from here yeah. so it really it does stretch right around the whole community. Yeah. And people in the community are brilliant. They're, they're really good. In fairness, they'll support us whichever way they can, whatever way they can. Lovely. And um, thanks. Yeah. Well, we'll just to remind people again, so it's next Saturday. Next Saturday, 11 to 2 here in Raheen, and um, everyone's welcome. Great. Yeah. Okay, Christina McKenna, many thanks for uh, joining, for letting us in today. <laughs> no problem, And Jeff. chatting to us here on Scarif Bay Community Radio. Thank you, and thanks to Scarif Bay. And well done on your recent award. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> thanks, Christina. Lorraine Power from Clare Local Development Company is organising free online courses on energy saving. She chatted with Jim Collins during the week about the initiative. Now, I'm joined on the line by Lorraine Power of uh, the Clare Local Development Company. And Claire, uh, Lorraine is a community energy mentor. Lorraine, you're very welcome to Scarif Bay Community Radio. Thanks, Jim. Delighted to join you today. And I, I see that the CLDC are supporting uh, the Home Energy Saving Course. And that's uh, being made available um, to, to anybody who wants it uh, and it's being um, supported by CLDC That's it, yeah Clare Local Development Company where I work is delighted to support this under the, the LEADER programme so from working with communities um, across Clare um, I suppose that it became apparent there's a need for um, help with deciphering the all the information that's out there with regard to our household energy use. So I do I do work a lot with community groups, but this course is for everyone across the whole county. And as you may know, we had in-person meetings to introduce it. We were in Scarif there on during the week on Tuesday night and we met people and we explained what it'll all be about and very much we're taking feedback from the participants as to what their areas of interest are and that will all feed into the online sessions because since COVID, we all like to do these things from home, most of us. So we'll have an um, in-person element at the end, but we'll have maybe four online sessions every Wednesday from half seven to nine up to December. And we'll take a break then till the latter part of January. And it's free for everyone. And it's all about household energy and how we can reduce our energy, be more energy efficient, look at renewables, and hopefully reduce our bills as well. Okay, so there's a there's a carrot there for everybody, you know, to become involved because the bills which have been, I suppose, increasing over the last couple of years, um, we want to, to take any measure we can to reduce them. And as you say as well, uh, there is so much information out there between, you know, solar panels and wind farms and all sorts of things that we can do and grants may, that may or may not be available, depending on what we do, like retrofits and stuff like that. Um, so hopefully we'll say the online course, uh, Lorraine, will maybe throw a bit of clarity on that for people. 
Yes, absolutely. And if people, there's still time for people to join up. You know, if you missed the in-person meeting, you won't have missed out on any major content. So you just need to go on to www.ourhome.energy. So um, you'll get information there. And we have um, an Aston Eco is facilitating the course from us. And then there's a chance to, if you'd like to join a WhatsApp group to share information with other people in the east of the county, we have um, a WhatsApp group set up. Um, but you don't have to. You can just come along to the Zooms every week and, you know, you can participate as much as you like in it. But the more people feed into it, the better it will be. And I suppose it's important to say that um, there is there's low hanging fruit there. I, like we get a lot of feedback that it costs so much money and it does cost so much money to do a deep retrofit. But we're talking about simple things we could do, you know, in our homes by, um, you know, identifying where there's drafts or putting in more insulation or, you know, changing light bulbs. So um, even this week we spent, you know, a good bit of time talking about understanding our bills and what is a kilowatt hour, you know, that people kind of understand that and, and can look at. Because when you go to do, put in solar panels, for example, or you're looking at getting a technical assessment done for some bigger works, if you bought, you know, an older house, for example, um, you do you do need to get your bills out, you know, and there's a bit of analysis done. So you can see prices go up and down and change, and but the kilowatt hours your usage will be the same month in, month out. And that's the comparison you can use to get a realistic, you know, view of your usage, you know, over summer, over winter, over the year. Yes. And uh, it's interesting, you know, it's interesting to look at it yourself. Like, for instance, I got solar panels myself a year ago, and I had done the analysis, gone out looking for a supplier. But now it's on my to-do list to sit down and do that analysis again and see, you know, what difference has it made to me, you know, in the yes. last 12 months in the spring, in the summer. Now, we didn't get a lot of sun in the summer. I think we got more sun in late spring. But, you know, so, but overall, you know, that we have to understand, you know, it's like cars. We we understand, you know, how many miles per hour we're getting and the price of the diesel or the petrol. But we need to start understanding, like, the world is going more electric and away from fossil fuels. And that's the main thing. And I suppose the LEADER programme is all about climate action now. And we're awaiting the new programme. And we hope to fund more initiatives. But it is very much about, you know, what we can do in our communities to be more environmentally friendly. And I suppose help our pockets in the in the. In, in the, the process, process yes. I hope. Well, yeah. I know from yeah. uh, like like you, I I got solar panels in this year, and I know that um, I, I love talking about my brother-in-law got solar panels in as well, and one or two other people I know, and uh, the idea of communication between people really we learn a lot because uh, we we hear other people's experience and we're able to share our own experience, you know, be it with usage or grants or. You know, I never knew either what a kilowatt hour was until this happened. But, uh, you know, I like the idea of people being able to um, to communicate and people, whether it's joining WhatsApp groups or whatever, um, because we're we're learning all the way, Lorraine. Absolutely. And we'd hope down the line and I do this with my sustainable energy communities, you know, they go they get together and they might get funding for a plan and then they look at doing things and. There is things going on around the county like solar metals, you know, so it's a group of households coming together in a community to look at, you know, not just one person going off and they're overwhelmed by the information. So just um, 
people working together and sharing information and assuring each other. And there'll always be some skills and knowledge within the group for different aspects, you know, whether it's an electrician or a plumber, somebody who's good at their stats, you know. So it just takes takes the hardship out of it a bit. And um, that's what communities are doing now with things like, you know, like I mentioned, the solar metals and there's home retrofits as well with some communities looking at um, you know, looking at groups of houses within a community. But I suppose that's why I'm promoting the community programs. But this is just a starting point, really, to help people look at their bills, understand what a BER is versus what a technical assessment is, what you can apply for on SEAI for a grant, when do you need a one-stop shop, what it is. You know, all this information is out there, but there's nearly so much of it, you know, um, looking at insulation and ventilation and we won't look at things if there's no interest. Some of this will be tweaked according to the feedback. Some feedback was gathered this week from the in-person meetings and people rated what they're interested in. And if anyone wants to go on to that www.ourhome.energy, there's still time to time to sign up and send in what your area of interest is as well. Because there's no point in going on Zoom calls to educate people if it's not something they're interested. But you don't have to go to every session. They'll be recorded as well. So they'll be available, but you do need to register so that we have your so that we have your details and your permission to you know send you the emails and send you the information. Yes. And electric vehicles is another you know area of interest, and they are becoming more and more popular now as time goes on. And you know, in in not in, in not so distant future, we won't have any fossil fuels fueling our cars. You know, so yes. it's an ever changing. And you know, and even hope- looking at your supplier, you know, like looking at your supplier and understanding, you know, are you on the best plan for what, you, you know, whether you have solar or electric car, there's a lot of different plans and are you on the best plan to get the best value and, you know, do you need a day rate or a night rate and all of that. So it's just maybe helping people to ask the questions of their suppliers. Yes, and it's, it's so easy. Supplier or, yeah. It's so easy to change suppliers as well, whereas, you know, people might think it's a huge job to go from one to the other, but it actually isn't, and it's been made very simple. So um, I can imagine that uh, people will learn a lot from it, but I suppose, as you say, yeah. they do need to put in uh, and to input into that website uh what they would like and what they're interested in. Yeah, yeah. We have a draft agenda. So I think we'll be kicking off with the next week, probably looking at the, the home energy bills and your, you know, your meter, your, you know, your smart meter versus your standard meter and the plans and then, you know, going on from there. But I suppose towards the end of the course, we, we, you could go on forever talking about energy, you know. So we look at yes. the no cost and low cost measures, and people are very interested in grants as well, so we can have a bit of guidance. And there will be some guest speakers brought in then as well to cover the specifics, you know. So we'll, yes. we'll and th- there may even be a visit if there was interest in doing in person. We can go and look at something like a case, like a house, or you know, some yes. ca- if, if some um, energy efficient measures put in. So, but I suppose there's a. I think that the, the, the strong point is that we can do a lot by even changing behaviours, you know. Like I found that myself even in, um, you know, learning to use timers on appliances and, you know, using electricity when you're at the lowest rate and, you know, just simple things like that. I think, you know, I they say it takes 20 times to change a habit. So I think personally I find a lot of it is lifestyle related and educating ourselves and then just adapting our lifestyle to work around. And everyone's different. Some of us are working at home. Some of us are out all day. 
you know, I hear people saying they get their washing done for free now on a Saturday, but that's because they're on a plan yes. that is geared that way. Now, that wouldn't suit me because maybe I'm working at home three or four days a week. So, yes. I'll, you know what I mean? Yes. So it's just everyone's different and you have to understand your house and try and really reduce the energy and not waste energy and not having it going out through drafts you know, drafts yes. in the walls or the windows. And there's there's kits available in the libraries as well, actually, through Clare County Council. Um, there's kits you can bring home. Now, I know there's a waiting list and they're popular, but it's worth checking with your local library and you can have fun with a few gadgets in the kit and see where you're leaking energy and little simple things you might do, you know, know. out of that. Great. Okay, Lorraine, we leave it there. Um, again, the www.ourhome.energy and that's where you sign up. And when do you think they might, uh, the online uh, the online talks or uh, work yeah. will start? So, yeah, once you get on there and you put in your details, your email and your, your contact details, you will get a link then. So the it's going to be on every Wednesday, say for about the next four Wednesdays, every Wednesday from half seven to nine. So that's starting next Wednesday. Okay. And that will be, now online is open to everyone in the county because we have a few different um, initiatives going on around the in county. So but it will be open to everyone. So we hope to see a good crowd and there will be lots of knowledge online as well. So, and Feel free to tell neighbours, friends, family, whoever. The more, the more, the merrier. The more, so the we can merrier. we can take up to a hundred people on the call. So <laughs> we'll okay. be optimistic. But um, and Lovely. the recordings will be there as well. Once we have your details, you if you miss it, you'll get the recording. So um, that's half seven next Wednesday. But you just need to go onto that www.ourhome.energy. Great. Okay, Lorraine Power. Uh, Community Energy Mentor with CLDC. Many thanks. Every good uh, wish with the course. I'm sure it will be of huge benefit to people and very informative. And thank you for joining us today on Scarif Bay Community Radio. Thank you, Jim. Artist John Lillis with the Clare Arts Council has set up a Dial Shanna Key event for the month of November. He told Jim all about it this weekend. Now, I'm delighted to be joined on the line by uh, John Lillis, commissioned artist for the Dial a Shanaki project. Uh, John, you're very welcome to Scarif Bay Community Radio. Thanks a million, Jim. It is great to be on Scarif Bay FM. And uh, yeah, thanks, thanks for for the call. Today. And of course, you're not um, you're no stranger to these parts because uh, you have you have done work with uh, with school children. I know in um, my former school in Ishkaltra, and also I think in Bodike and perhaps in Killaloo as well. Yes, you got it. Yeah, so I've been in those three locations, and um, currently another couple of projects that are on the go as well. They're more youth service orientated projects, but. I suppose over the, the last couple of years, I've been um, no stranger to East Clare and uh, it's been brilliant being out in the region and meeting all the people and uh, I suppose just get a, getting acquainted with some of the stories and the culture that's out there. I know, good stuff. Well, I, from a personal point of view, uh, when I was uh, a child growing up and we had no TV station and we had one radio station, which was RT Radio, and we had uh, every 
week we had a Shanakee and uh, I remember his his name was Eamon Kelly and he would uh, tell us all sorts of uh, wondrous stories at the time which which fascinated all certainly young people at the time but uh, you have um, been instrumental in setting up a dial a Shanakee with uh, with Clare Arts yeah, so I suppose, uh, well, the first thing that I'd say is you made a great reference there to Eamon Kelly. Eamon Kelly, of course, was uh, a phenomenal Shanachie, a little bit before my time, so I never got to hear him tell any of his stories, but I believe a fantastic um, uh, actor as well, that he had a background in acting from, from what I have uh, learned over the last couple of years. So, yeah, to, to just, I suppose, to touch in on the project, um I was lucky enough to be commissioned again to do this project by the Clare Arts Office. And the project is supported and funded then by um, Creative Ireland as part of the Creative Communities campaign. So going back a number of years ago, Jim, uh, someone in the Creative Arts asked me if I had any ideas for any projects. And just around that time, I had been doing a good bit of research into... uh, I suppose storytelling and folklore in, in Clare, and one of the things that I managed to find on the RTE uh, archive website was this short little video about uh, a project that originally happened in Clare in 1988. And the project was set up by a woman called uh, Kay Sheedy. She was the first art officer in Clare, and I believe actually in the country as well, but she came up with this fantastic idea in 1988 and she invited three Shanachies to take part in it. So one of them was Francie Kennelly, a well-recognised uh, storyteller. Another was um, the, the great Eddie Lenehan, who's still with us, obviously one of the, the, the best storytellers in the country. And, um, oh, I'm forgetting the name of the third one. He was from um, Milltown Malve, and another fantastic, it'll come to me now in a second, but um, another fantastic storyteller. So when Kay put this together, it was quite um, an ingenious, I suppose, uh, um, project that she came up with that was well before her time. And when uh, when someone had any ideas for creating projects, this is one of the uh, the ideas that I pitched. And uh, I suppose following a couple of months, the, the Care Arts Office came back to me, along with Glore. This was in 2021, and uh, we relaunched Stylish Anarchy with new storytellers. It was kind of like a contemporary look at storytelling in Ireland. And um, yeah, because of the success of that project, uh, Creative Ireland and Clare Arts came back to me and asked uh, last year if we could do the project again for this year. So it's, I mean, it, it's quite a big project to, to work on and there's a lot of um, interconnecting parts to it. But um, it's, it's, I mean, anyone I think who's been involved in the project has really enjoyed the process of it and, you know, the behind the behind the scenes team, like, we, we've really enjoyed it and we've learned a lot from the process. I know. And in the, 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 the Shanna Keys you have, you have six um, contemporary voices. Now, tell me, is the, the stories that, uh, that they tell, are, are they varied or do they have a team or um, how did they, um, you know, how, how were they chosen? Well, I suppose uh, what we kind of do is 
you know, there's a, a few of us who would be involved in folklore. We kind of looked at this project as a way to bring new voices into the fold. That was kind of, I suppose. And so, some of the, the voices are well well established and very recognized. Um, but for this year, we picked six people to take part. And the six people were uh, Mancon McGann, who's a writer, and he's based in West Mead. Uh, we had um, a musician called Junior Brother, who's originally from Killarney, uh, but he's based in Dublin. We had Edwina Guckian, who is the Leitrim Person of the Year and very active in promoting arts and culture in uh, County Leitrim. She's a fantastic Irish dancer. Um, uh, we also had Ronan O'Snodig, who's from the band Kira and um, very uh, prolific solo artist as well. And he sings a song called Follow Me Up to Carlo, an old Irish song. Lee Plankley had a cover version of it. Um, and uh, we also had from East Clare, we had Ruth Marshall, who, of course, is a, a, a masterful storyteller altogether. And yeah. I'm sure has probably appeared on Scarif Bay FM at some stage along the line. And on many occasions has been on the radio here with us. Yeah, Ruth. Uh, Actually, she's brilliant. Yes, Absolutely, she is. Yeah. And, uh, and Ruth, in, in, in her approach towards it, she kind of looked at uh, Inchiquin Lake and was telling stories around Inchiquin Lake. Um, and then the only other artist that we had involved this year was um, Bronwyn Kavanagh. So Brandon Kavanagh is kind of like a multidisciplinary artist who's based uh, up here on the west coast of County Clare. And um, she did, a, I suppose, a very interesting piece in that she took some old writings from um, Lady Jane Wilde. So Lady Jane Wilde had published a book in 1890, I believe, which was called uh, Ancient uh, uh, Cures for Modern Ailments. And yes. what she did was she kind of rewrote this for modern ailments. So she took ancient cures and then uh, is trying to find ways that we can use these ancient cures for modern ailments that we might have in contemporary society. And was she, was she the mother of Oscar Wilde? Um, she was, as far as I know, yeah. yeah. Like, there's quite, you know, amongst the Wilds and the Yates, like, they, they were quite prolific really in, in um, writing a lot of books around Irish folklore and um, archiving a lot of the material in terms of Irish stories around that time. I know. And tell us, how do we um, hear these stories uh, from the Shanachie, John? So it acts as a phone line, essentially, and uh, all you have to do is dial the, the, the number. So the number to dial is 06567 Two three four six six, and that will get you straight into the the Dialishanakine line, and you'll hear a small little explanation as to what the project is and what's it about, and then you can select whichever storyteller you would like to hear, or you can select them all if you want to listen to all the stories. But it's just really by dialing the number on the phone, you dial the initial number. And then you choose between one and six which storyteller that you would like to hear. And we try to make this as, as cost effective as possible. So all calls, um, no matter how long you stay on the line, they all remain the price of a local call. OK, so it's 065-67-23466. You got it. That's yes. the correct number to dial. Lovely. And it's open. We, we launched it on Halloween Day. 
uh, I suppose, to be in keeping with tra- the traditions of sound and storytelling. And it runs for one month. Uh, so we closed the line at midnight on uh, the 30th of November, moving into the 1st of December. And really, I suppose, it's, it's just to try and um, to kind of bring a, a bit of awareness to Irish folklore. I think, you know, over the last 50 years, there's certainly been a decline in storytelling in Ireland. But what I've noticed over the, the last two to three years is it feels like there's quite a big resurgence, particularly with, I suppose, younger people getting involved in it. And sure, we have Andreas de Sack living in Clare, who's, again, one of the best storytellers in the country and, and doing amazing things uh, through, through music and stories. So it actually definitely feels like right now is a time where stories carry extra meaning. In Mancorn McGann's story, he tells the story of Unglas Gownock, um, how in West Kerry, who can fill, like, her, her milk can fill any bucket, and then a stranger comes to town and a challenge is put against, you know, the, the amount that this cow can be milked. And I think really some of these stories are, they're entertainment, but when you kind of look at them on a deeper level as well, I suppose they're kind of looking at Ireland as a country, and um, the artists are kind of, I suppose, critically assessing things that are happening in the country, but all, all, all through the medium of storytelling as well. Yes, so they're of interest, John, from listening to you of all ages, children as well as adults. They are indeed, yeah. And uh, there's one or two scary stories in there. Edwina Guskin's story can be quite scary in that it's about a dancer by the name of Winnie Rourke in uh, County Leitrim, who was coming home one night and she found she heard the sounds of the fairy piper on the hill, and she was she was basically called to dance with the fairies at night. And while her body made it home to her bed, unfortunately, her soul didn't. That remained with the fairies for some time. So <laughs> some of the stories are, are um, I suppose, a tiny little bit scary, but but definitely um, open to everyone. And um, yeah, it's an all ages project for sure. Okay, well, John, that's brilliant. Uh, Sounds very interesting. I will certainly dial that number uh, over the next few days. We have about two two and a half weeks, I suppose, left of its availability. So uh, the number again to remind people is 065-67-23466. And that's for the price of a local call, no matter where you dial. And um, it sounds a wonderful idea, John, and uh, well done. Uh, on the ver- on the the creative uh, way you approach um, work, whether it's in East Clare or in the the Arts Council in Ennis or wherever it is, and John, many thanks for joining us today. Thanks very much, Tim. And actually, just one thing to add as well, because I suppose we've had a bit of international interest in the project, so we do have a line that's dedicated to people in the United States of America that they can call, and that too. We'll go for the price of a local call. And we also have another dedicated line um, for anyone that wants to call from the UK. Go for the price of a local call. But you can, I would say that the best place to find any of the information on the Shanaki project is probably on our Instagram page, at Dyla Shanaki. So while the project itself is based around the phone line, there's quite a lot of videos that we made in in the uh, process of making the line 
and uh, a lovely photography kind of online photography exhibition that features all the uh, the featured artists in the project as well. That's great. So on on Instagram, John at uh, at Dialuchaniki. You'll find us there, Jim. That's all. Grand, John. Great to have you again on Scarif Bay Community Radio, and uh, please God, we'll talk soon. Absolutely, an absolute pleasure, Jim. And uh, thanks a million, and I hope everyone is well out there in the East. We we'll see you soon. Okay, right, John. Thank you very much. You have been listening to News Extra on Scarif Bay Community Radio. Join us again next weekend, and we will keep you updated on local events. This is Ursula Hogan for Scarif Bay Community Radio. <laughs>